Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And hey, welcome one and all to another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. So glad to have you all with us. And remember, uh, you know, as you listen to each episode here of Blunt Business, which you can find at CannabisRadio.com and everywhere where you find podcasts. It's one of the biggest places in the world. Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, among others. Uh, you know, we'd love to get your feedback. And I know I don't ask that enough, but, you know, if you do have anybody that you think would be a guest that you'd like to hear on Blood Business, or you think you would be a formidable guest to be questioned on the Blood Business program, I'd love to hear from you. My email is brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com. Again, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. And if you're just finding Blunt Business for the first time and you're finding Cannabis Radio for the first time, I welcome you to sample the rest of our amazing lineup of shows, especially in the B2B space for the cannabis industry. When you're talking about plant profits, which talks about really employee, you know, top-level executive profiles in the industry. When we're talking about uh, Green Peak, which is really in the financial, venture capital, investment sector. We're looking at cutting-edge cannabis, talking about new technologies and innovations. We have all these programs for you, and we hope all of you will consider checking out some of the other uh, programs in the lineup right here at CannabisRadio.com. Uh, I am one of the people that's uh, part of the production team that's putting all this together. We've got a great production team behind the scenes here, putting out great content. We really care about what we're talking about. That's why you hear this show. And if you love this show, you're going to less, you're going to love all the content we have throughout the network. So I don't take much time to go ahead and, you know, put a little housekeeping, but I wanted to go and do that for all of you. Now, my next guest's company has created a new patented process called cold infused flower. It's fascinating to me when I heard about this. It maintains cold temperatures through the post harvest processing and packaging phases to protect the monoterpenes and medicinal cannabinoids of the plant. And I'm here with the CPO and co-founder of Perfect, Michael Backus. Michael, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Now, Perfect recently introduced Cold Flower. It's a new category of flower product that results in unique entourage effects no single plant can deliver. Let's try to break this down because honestly, this is going to go over my head and past my pay grade. But I'm going to try my best to educate here and take some context and help, 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 you, help us fill in the blanks. Okay, now this process preserves terpenes in the flower and delivers an experience as closer to the entourage effect of the living plant. Terpenes in testing described it as such. And we're going to talk about this because you were actually, uh, you spoke with them on this particular subject. The patented process uses very cold temperatures throughout the processing and packaging pass following the harvest. The final products also require refrigeration to keep the terpene profile pristine. The terpenes contained within Trichomes the enable the ensemble effects that several researchers are currently proving with hard science. Any steps that can be taken to mitigate their annihilation into the atmosphere instead of their voyage throughout your lungs and body are paramount to truly premium products devoid of the one-dimensionality that some manufacturers have endeavored. That's a lot to unpack. I'm going to leave that <laughs> Yeah, okay. Let's keep this really simple. Um, so <clears throat> the cannabis... Uh, plant produces cannabinoids like THC and CBD. We know. Um, it also produces essential oils. 
those essential oils um, are called terpenes, and some of those terpenes are pharmacologically active. In other words, they change the effect um, associated with just THC or CBD or a combination alone. And so the idea is if you preserve these very volatile, easy to evaporate essential oils, these terpenes, if you help keep them around, you help maintain effects associated with them. They evaporate very, very quickly. Um, we did a test where we took some cannabis flour and we put it at room temperature for a month and a half. And one of the key essential oils um, called myrcene, 50% um, of it evaporated in 45 days. That actually really impacts the effects of that particular flour. So what we're trying to do with cold infused flour, and we've succeeded, is simply preserve this chemistry so that it's available to the consumer. And we found so far that this has a profound effect on how well the flour works. In other words, how stimulating it can be, how sedative it can be, how it can increase focus um, or decrease focus. Uh, in the consumer. And really so it comes down to it's, it's almost like an old school kind of feeling where, you know, years ago when ice was used to preserve either, you know, perishables. Same right. idea, correct? Correct. Um, and, and so, most importantly, though, on top of that, so we're using a cold infusion process to protect these oils, but we're also using a process to protect these oils. What we do is we take, a, we take the crop. Um, and as it's harvested, we take a portion of that crop and we fresh freeze it. We take the rest of the crop and dry it normally, like you normally see with dried cannabis buds. And then what we do is we cold slice the dried buds and we extract the fresh frozen cannabis and we take the sauce and apply it through our own process to this dried ground flour. And what you get is you get a flour with the, um, some of the advantages of a concentrate, but almost none of the disadvantages of a concentrate. Some concentrates are just a little hard on people's lungs. They'll, they'll try a dab one time and it's too strong or it's too harsh on their lungs and they put it aside. Um, some people like them, but a lot of people are a little intimidated by them. But what we provide with our product is a new product category between concentrates and fresh flour that that really has a much more intense effect and much closer to that of the living plant. That's what we're trying to do. It's going to take me a while to still get through. I mean, so there's that thought, and then um, I guess what's the what's the concept where refrigeration is able to ultimately freezing this is ultimately able to go ahead and optimize the potential potency. And well, yeah, what it, what it does, yeah, it slows, what it does is it slows the degradation of the product, okay? Again, what we've seen in these shelf stability tests where we, where we take products and we just let them sit there for a while and we test them through that phase, mm -hmm. um, what we find is, is a lot of these, these terpenes evaporate off from the plant. It's that simple. And if you just protect them with cold temperature and a little processing, what you get is the full effect of the flower. 
Why nothing, does it work so well for cannabis as opposed to other perishables like other crops, other vegetables? Well, we think it will. In other words, I'm really interested in doing some of these um, uh, processing techniques to things like basil and dried herbs because a lot of dried herbs are, are really nothing in comparison to the fresh herb. If you take fresh basil, it's much more intense, or fresh mint, it's much more intense than dried mint or basil, respectively. So we think it's actually the, our little patented process is broadly applicable to dried herbs. And but now, one thing is, you have people that will, might go ahead and take those herbs, refrigerate them after they buy it. But right. what you're talking about, as opposed to a produce section that keeps them somewhat cooled, but not refrigerated. Right, but you here's want to keep it, it, you want to have them go to the refrigerated section, buy it, and then take it and keep it refrigerated. Right, and also, but remember, remember how we use cannabis. So when we when we use cannabis, typically we're using the dried flower. Okay, just the process of drying the flower loses a lot of these terpenes. Okay, and so what we're doing is we're taking a portion of fresh flower, extracting it, and then adding that to the dried flower to take it up to the level. Of the living plant, right? So we're not we're not we're not really jacking these compounds in the plant. What we're doing is we're basically just restoring them to the level that the plant has before it's harvested. Does it make any difference if it was sun grown or grown indoors? Well, I mean, uh, you know, some people feel that the the oil content is more interesting with indoor flowers. Um, that doesn't really show up in testing. When we test um, indoor versus greenhouse versus outdoor, typically greenhouse will have the highest oil content. And so it's actually my preferred way to produce cannabis because I think I get the oiliest cannabis when, I, when it is exposed to the sun. And it makes sense if you think about it because the sun is, a, is an ottawatt light source, <laughs> the only one yeah. in our solar system. And, um, and you can't buy one of those if you go into a grow shop. Um, it has so much intensity that uh, it's almost impossible to duplicate it indoors without having incredible heat issues. Therefore, I think the sun can be used to make cannabis as well as it can be made. Now, if I'm a business owner and I'm considering the idea, if I wanted to try to do something with a similar method, I'm trying to think about what you're doing at Perfect. You know, the overhead you have to go and do because instead of having it, we're just managing your plants, you know, and like I say, they're just a normal incubation. You're incubating with refrigerated, you know, what, with actual like freezers, not freezers, but refrigeration uh, house type of incubators. So no, the no, no, cost no, no. of that behind that goes on to it, does that get passed along down the line? Okay, so what we're doing is not magic and is not particularly expensive. What we're doing just requires some steps in a clever order. So what we do is we put aside a part of the, the, the um, harvest and we fresh freeze it. That's normally done for some extractions um, like sauce and terp diamonds and some of the more exotic extractions you see in dispensaries all over the US. So we take the, the sauce from this fresh frozen material and we apply it to the cold sliced dried cannabis. This is not an extremely laborious technique. It's just an extremely effective technique for preserving the chemistry of the living plant. And that's our goal. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the critical thinking hat off, put the regular thinking hat back on. I want to ask you now, in a press release, you said, quote, capturing perfection is hard. Many of the delicate compounds found on the cannabis flower are lost when preparing the product traditionally. But 
with our new cold infused flower process, we're able to maintain the full range of effects available from the plant by protecting its full terpene and cannabinoid profile, which means we retain the natural intensity and integrity of the plant. Now, you said you were thinking about, you know, in a lot of different ways, cold infusion, not just for cannabis, but into other products to say herbs or something else. But what was the initial factor that said, okay, I want to do this? Oh, well, so uh, it's, it was really kind of an interesting revelation. What happened was um, I was trying to blend different varieties of cannabis, different strains of cannabis to get specific effects from those blends. And when we did the initial consumer testing with those experiments, um, people seemed to like it a lot. But when I took the, the products to the lab and had them tested, what I found was it was mainly a placebo effect that oh. I was noting because the truth is by grinding the flowers, I basically forced the evaporation of all these terpenes that were responsible for these subtle blended effects that I was trying to give the consumer. Yeah. So then that forced me back to like, well, what's going on here? And then I went out and bought all of the, the high-end pre-rolls in California and took them to the lab and had them tested. And what I found was the same problem I had with the ones that I was making. All of the lightest compounds, all of the most volatile terpenes were gone. Hmm. The processing atomized them. So what happened is when you ground the flour, you could smell these compounds because they were all being liberated from the plant into the air and were no longer on the flower. Huh. And so then I started to say, well, wow, how can I fix this? And that led to months and months and months of experimentation until we came up with this process that we're using to make the perfect products. Where I guess we, and that's the whole idea so is that, you know, there are those that are connoisseurs that like to imbibe, they want to have, they want to be able to say, oh, I'm having the best of the best. Like, you know, for before this, you know, 10, 20 years ago, well, who's got the best crystals on it? Who has the best, you know, the best smell, the best odor, the best aroma? It's like, you want to say, oh yeah, this is like so great. This takes it to that level. And it's not well, even, yeah, but, but even, but even better than that. I mean, the thing is, I, I've shared this with a lot of cannabis cultivators and, you know, they're connoisseurs, but mainly they're just trying to grow a good plant. Right. And their feedback was really interesting, which is this tastes like it does when it's just finished curing in my curing shed. And I you never have that taste again. Because after that it gets put in jars and shipped off to stores and it sits on warehouse shelves and it's never the same as it was when it was in the cure shed. So this isn't necessarily a snobby connoisseur thing. This is just the way it should be and the way it is at the earliest stages of producing cannabis. So but, it comes down to the fact that you want to be able to have this kind of product where it's not a matter of how you burn it. It's not a matter of how you roll it or how you t ingest it. It's that from the get-go, you want that plant to be coming out of your refrigerator and it gives you that ultimate optimum from, right. Right, from the, right from the harvest flavor exactly and effect and the effects the most important part i mean the flavor is great and it tastes really good and it smells really good but what's most interesting is it works differently 
when you have these compounds in the plant rather than in the air, and when you have them in the plant so you can get them into your bloodstream, what happens is you start to modify the effects of THC. And THC has some adverse effects. Um, it can make some people paranoid. It can make them anxious. Um, and those kind of effects I view as challenges to try to overcome in how I blend cannabis varieties together. And that's now, one of the like things we've done. I want to go and leave the, the, the conversation. I want to go and follow into more about the idea of refrigerated THC. We're going to go into an Italian study that was done recently that talks about if you could put your cannabis in the freezer and freeze dry it, or not freeze dry, but just freeze it. We're going to go and talk about that here with Michael Backus, the CPO and co-founder of Perfect here on Blunt Business. Back with that and more after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Michael Backer, CPO and co-founder of Perfect here on Blunt Business. Uh, what's the URL real quick for our listeners there, Michael? Sure. Uh, www.perfect-blends.com. Perfect. All right. Let's go and move along. I was, just to make sure let people go and know, they can take a look at the website, find out about the process. While we move along to our next segment, talking about a 2019 Italian study that made the case that you should freeze your cannabis. Researchers found that putting cannabis flour in the freezer maintains the level of THC better than other storage methods do. So here's the findings. And there's going to be a lot to unpack here, but I'm going to go through what the findings are and then uh, get your feedback on it, Michael. 
So using six cannabis products of herbal and resin materials, which were seized by law enforcement and given the researchers to, ana- to analyze, that's an important caveat, the study's authors created 24 primary samples. After collecting information about how much THC, CBD, and CBN uh, each sample contained, the researchers stored the, can- the samples in four control conditions for a period of four years. The testing conditions differed by light exposure, whether it was light or dark for 24 hours, storage temperature, it was refrigerated at 4 degrees Celsius or frozen at minus 20 degrees Celsius. And over the span of the study period, the samples were tested 14 times. They determined that the amount of THC decreased, thus increasing the amount of CBN in the samples stored at room temperature. In the first 100 days of data gathering, the THC and the marijuana stored in both light and dark spaces in room temperature degraded 13% and 11%, respectively. But meanwhile, the refrigerated cannabis did show some decline in THC and increase in CBN over time, though not nearly as pronounced as the samples kept at room temperature. The THC content in the samples stored in below freezing conditions, however, refrigerated, did not significantly change. That's your point. The fascination of refrigerated cannabis, Michael, let alone the process of cold-infused cannabis. So it, you might have seen, I don't know if you saw this study beforehand, but that's the whole point. Not frozen, not room temperature, refrigerated. Right. And, and the thing is, is that, I mean, we freeze at a lot of steps in our process. And the reason is, is that before that Italian study, there was a Dutch study done by a, a friend of mine named Arno Hoskamp at um, a university in Holland. And he found that basically freezing cannabis kept it intact for four years. So I think actually it was Hoskamp's research that probably inspired the Italians to kind of confirm it. That's the way science seems to work. Yeah. But what's great is, is that what we've learned is, is that if you want to keep your cannabis intact, keep it in the freezer, pull it out when you need it, and don't refreeze it. And um, you can take it out of the freezer, use a little bit, put it back into the fridge. But what I find is best is I just try to keep it in the dark, frozen, until I use it. And the way I look at it is, I look at it like, you know, Clarence Birdseye invented frozen corn so that he could get that fresher corn taste to people all over the United States. We think that cannabis is produce. Why not treat it like produce? Right. If you take a head of cabbage and leave it out on the counter for two months, you're not going to want to make coleslaw out of it. Well, when you think about it, what is the parish? What is the date of perishability that you could leave a cannabis flower out as a plant after it's been harvested? I mean, really, what is the expiration, the expiry date for? Well, I mean, really, cannabis really changes within 30 days. See, those cannabinoids—they don't really change that fast. They—they're pretty sturdy. But these lighter terpenes, these essential oil molecules, they're not sturdy at all. And, you know, I found in testing that myrcene, the most delicate one, um, degrades 50% in 45 days after harvest. I mean, that's really, that's significant. And it's basically, the myrcene's basically gone in 90 days after harvest if you leave it at room temperature. And if you go to if you go to shops around the United States, you go to dispensaries and you take cannabis flower products that are dated, usually because the state requires it, and you look at these dates, 
there's, there's flour on the shelves that's been there for over a year from its harvest. Huh. And it's not the same as when it was harvested. And that's one of the things we're trying to address. The fact that a lot of people, when they're using cannabis flour, aren't getting fresh cannabis. They're now, if you're getting, getting perfect, stale. if someone is going to go ahead and get their hands on perfect blends uh, style cannabis, the refrigerated cannabis, what is the shelf life? I mean, feasibly, talk to me what a consumer is going to be able to do. Okay, you buy it. You could just put it into your refrigerator, set it, what, 40 degrees or 36 degrees Fahrenheit. And how long can it sit there for? Well, at the shelf stability tests, we've done it 60 days. Wow. Okay. okay. Uh, so at 60 days, instead of losing, I mean, in 60 days, you'd normally lose about 70% of your myrcene, while at refrigeration temperatures, you'll lose around 10 right? So you'll, wow. you'll still lose some because it's a really delicate molecule, but you only lose a fraction of it in comparison to... Oh, but the study said they, they did it with, where it was room temperature for 100 days. And it was right, and, and those oils would be long gone. The cannabinoids are still there, like THC right. and CBD. Okay, they're sturdy. And there's one terpene called beta-caryophylline that's actually a really good terpene. That's the cockroach of terpenes. You can't kill it. And what's interesting about beta-caryophylline is it was really common back in the day in Colombian and Panama cannabis. And what was fascinating is it's kind of a peppery smell. And it's the only thing that survived smuggling besides the THC. So, you know, if these things would be packed and bailed and, right. and smuggled for, and often over a period of months before it got to the U.S. And when you opened it, when it got here to the States, it still smelled like pepper. It still smelled like beta-caryophylline because that was the one terpene that could survive it. But everything else, all the other essential oils, all the other terpenes that were responsible for subtle effects, they were long gone. Now, quick question. I'm trying to think about, I don't know if this is something you would even go to, but because I know a lot of companies that are out there that would, you know, either would partner up or would think of the idea, okay, well, Maybe we need to have something that's not a not a like a humidor, but in a way a refrigerated humidor for cannabis. Because uh, the one thing I try to think about when you said cannabis should be treated like produce, it's a very expensive type of produce if you do that. And I'm trying to think of myself. Well, I think people like the fact that can keep the type of value and the kind of uh, reputation and integrity that cannabis has. That it is a valuable commodity. So you want to keep it more than it's just produce or freshly squeezed orange juice you want to keep the level that so you treat it as such so instead of it just being something you could just put in a refrigerator would you put it in something that's much more uh, manageable much more controlled and then well, would that well, be I something that really your company might consider doing to create a device to house those plants yeah sure i mean it's possible that we would partner with somebody to manufacture uh, you know a special i mean the thing is we're already talking about to dispensaries about providing them with um, uh, a refrigeration system or a freezer system that preserves the integrity of our product. Um, and then there are other companies like uh, Bovida, the people who make Bovida packs, yeah. um, that, are, that are answering the humidity question because humidity has an impact on, on how fast things evaporate from the cannabis flower, and they've proven that in their labs. And matter of fact, I started using the Bovida packs with cannabis um, in 2009 um, at my first dispensary in California because it, it, it kept the products 
in better shape. And then I started refrigerating my cannabis. The cannabis that we were the first, I think, any of any dispensary in the world to actually keep cannabis at wine cooler temperatures because we noticed it it kept it in better shape. I have tried everything to protect cannabis in my career in this business. Um, and this is kind of the the pinnacle of it. I think our current process gets us as close to the living plant as I currently can get it. And that's the whole point of my company. The whole point of my company is simply cannabis is a delicate plant. If you want to get the full experience of, of cannabis, you need to do something to protect it. We've protected it. And so if you want to try cannabis as it, as it was at the moment it was harvested, try our product. Now, just for the for the record, folks, Blunt Business, I didn't get a chance to talk to uh, the people from Boda, but our original host of the program, Sean Eubanks, did interview Charles Rutherford, Business Development Director for Boveda, talked about two-way humidity control. That was back September 27, 2017, at the very onset of this program, uh, very early into, into its most run. So if you're looking for what two-way humidity is all about, I would recommend you go and look for that interview with Charles Rutherford in the Blunt Business Archives. Just wanted to go back to that. So... I was going to ask you a question, but there was one thing for terpenes and testing. I just want to mention this quote that you said, Michael, before we go to break, because I thought the way you said it was just very well put together. You told terpenes and testing, quote, nothing tastes like, and some of this you've already said, nothing tastes like cannabis at the moment it finishes curing after harvest. Unless you are a skilled and conscientious cultivator, you've never experienced a terpene entourage of fresh flour. The cold infused flour process delivers that experience. Basically, it uses a sophisticated series of extraction steps to reconstitute and stabilize the monoterpene fraction on cold process gold ca ground cannabis cultivar. Excuse me. It delivers the effects of certain terpenes that even the most jaded cannabis aficionados have never experienced, and it forms the basis of a new type of cannabis product. So, I like how you put that there. Did you want to add anything to that? Because of the fact you're talking about this is a new type of cannabis product. And now you're even talking about that you would showcase it in dispensaries as a new type of cannabis product. Yeah. I mean, we've had a couple of people tell us we're a new category. The cold infused flower kind of fits between cannabis concentrates and dried cannabis flower. And I think that's a pretty accurate characterization. The thing that's really been most amazing about creating these products is, is watching people try them. Yeah. I mean, we, we had, we had, um, um, uh, cannabis journalist tried a couple weeks ago, and his word was simply, "This is astounding." And this is a guy who, <laughs> nice. this is a guy who tries, like, over a hundred different cannabis flower products a year. Wow! And and we've this is not a unique reaction. We've had this happen from a lot of people where they try and they go, "Oh my God, I've never tasted anything like that." And that's the point: is is that very, very, very few people have ever been close enough to the flower at the moment of harvest to get the experience that fresh cannabis flower can deliver. And um, so, yeah, we're just we're just trying to you know make it easier for people to access this experience because we kind of deserve it. If you're going to be a cannabis user, you might as well see what it's really capable of doing. It'd be like driving a car with a governor that so the car only you know the fastest it would go would be 15 miles an hour. And we take the governor off and then suddenly you're driving a Ferrari. Um, you have a lot more choice available to you. There's a lot more experience to be had. Fantastic. So I, I like where you're going with that. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing altogether. So what I want to talk about coming off to the break is, you know, 
I haven't had a chance to really learn about your background, but obviously you do have quite a bit of background when it comes to uh, more or less the, the, the medical side, if you almost, if you will, or the scientific side of the cannabis plant, because you wrote a book about it. Uh, cannabis pharmacy, the practical guide to medical marijuana, and I want to. And you also had a forward with uh, Dr. Andrew Wild actually uh, provided to that. So I want to go ahead and talk about the book and get more of your intake on the, the idea. But the other thing too is that before I go to break, when I saw a cold infused, I kept thinking of coffee, and I'm thinking, well, maybe the the guy the, where I'm trying. I guess the one thing I just kept thinking about in the stores. I see that so much now. It's such a hot button thing. So taking that term, taking that trend and putting it into cannabis, definitely the right time for it. And the reasons why behind it makes it more sense in the world. And I think you've opened a lot of eyes about that today. I want to come back with you more about this, Michael. Um, talk about your work with Perfect and Perfect Blends and talk about you being the author of Cannabis Pharmacy, the practical guide to medical marijuana. We'll take a minute to go and talk about that in just a moment. Stay with us, folks. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Oh, Lady Marijuana Llama, tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Michael Backus, the CPO and co-founder of Perfect. So we haven't delved into your other side as a book writer. So there's a lot that be, I could go through a lot of what you've done in terms of your own work because, uh, Jesus, have you been through a lot of stuff? Let me just take some highlights out of this very extensive bio. So 
you have you work with a California consultancy that specializes in cannabis science, intellectual property and policy issues. Uh, the background, you've also done major funding for the American Herbal Pharmacopoeia's recent cannabis monographs. Um, you were editor for the book Cannabis Evolution and Ethnobotany. Um, you're just on your own book. You also are on the Cannabis Community of the American Herbal Products Association, board member of the NCIA. And, okay, I'm going to ask about this because this was, like, really fascinating. But you've worked in the entertainment industry. You've worked on projects with Michael Crichton, James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, Tom Clancy, and Sam Raimi. What were you doing as a consultant? Well, I forget. what I don't know what movies it might have been, but fill me on what, what projects you've been part of. Um, let's see. Well, I started out on The Abyss with Jim Cameron. Okay. Uh, I uh, designed the control room sequences for Jurassic Park. Um, I worked on, I edited the, um, I was one of the editors uh, for Michael Crichton on the book Jurassic Park. And he actually put my name in the book as a character. Um, oh my God. I, I worked for Dennis Nedry, the bad guy. I don't show up in the movie, but uh, <laughs> I show up in the book. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then um, I worked with Sam Raimi on the, uh, the Spider-Man films. Yeah. Um, and I was a conceptual designer on those, which means that I sat and worked with the writers to design the bad guys for the movie, to update the technologies. Cause these were, these were old comic books. And so the technologies that these villains used in these older comic books uh, had been superseded by you know, contemporary technology. So I updated the villains basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, they're, not the sinister, they're not sinister villains with the, the, with the, uh, with the, the, the mustaches going, oh, yeah, I will get you pretty lady. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. They're using wow. AI to control robot arms, that kind of stuff. But so, and then uh, in cannabis, I started the first evan- evidence-based dispensary called Cornerstone in Los Angeles yes. um, in 2007. And, um, and I really, I got into cannabis because I was trying to figure out how it worked because uh, my doctor had recommended I use it for my migraines. Um, it seemed to help, but I couldn't get any answers to why it was helping. And when I'd asked those questions at dispensaries, I just got kind of blank stares back. And so that kind of really got my curiosity up. And I really dove into cannabis research and um, started to read all the papers I could find. A lot of them at that time were coming out of Europe. Uh, But there were a few scientists in the U.S., like Dr. Ethan Russo, who was saying that there was an entourage effect in cannabis, that these terpenes and the cannabinoids were interacting to modify the effects of cannabis in different trajectories and directions. And I got really deep into that and started to test the cannabis at my dispensary for its terpene content and learned a lot that there was huge variation. And And then that led me to start a breeding program. Fast forward to today. Yeah. And look where you are now. That's what a, what a progression. I'm very commendable. Wow. That's amazing. Now, Let's talk about the book Cannabis Pharmacy, The Practical Guide to Medical Marijuana. Uh, just going to give a heads up. It was a forward by Dr. Weil. Both of you serve on the Science and Medical Advisory Board of Maui Grown Therapies. Uh, talk to me. Is this more of a reference book or a, what is it? It's really the F, medicinal effects of cannabis. Take me into what the takeaways are of the book. Is it more of a reference guide? Is it something where you um, – tell me how the narrative works. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the book's very simple. It's divided into sections by – different conditions and and how much evidence there is for whether or not cannabis can be effective in relieving symptoms 
um, associated with those conditions. But also I talk about individual varieties of cannabis and what they typically produce because the difference between varieties of cannabis typically are controlled by genes in that particular plant, that kind of plant. So OG Kush has different effects than train wreck or cookies. And the reason is they have different genes. And those genes control the production of essential oils, these terpenes, and cannabinoids. And what you end up with is subtle differences between these cultivars. And I talk about this in the book. I'm one of the few books out there where you can actually look inside it and see what the most common terpenes that are produced by these varieties. And um, that can be really helpful in choosing what cannabis is best for what you want it to do. And that could be a medicinal use, but that also could be an adult use, um, just using it to relax at home. There may be certain varieties that are better for your needs. And that's the point of the book. Now, I also want to make preference that the book has been re- was revised and updated. So it also includes uh, latest information on the body's endocannabinoid system, uh, understanding the control, other various factors. You also included information about e-cigarette designs, additional varietals, new system for classification, as well as 21 additional ailments and conditions that can be treated with medical cannabis. Michael, I, oh, damn it, man. Well, there is just not enough time. <laughs> uh, I have to get you along the Cannabis Radio Network. Uh, I got a couple of shows I should put you on and have you featured. But really, this is uh, was a fantastic interview. Open my eyes because I think it was just the focus on cold infused fire. I think I, I definitely get where you're going with it, and I I really hope it does very well. I don't see why it would not. And like I said, it becomes a premium product, not even so much a luxury product, but a premium because of the work that gets behind it. And then most importantly, I mean. Everybody in this industry really likes the idea of sustainability, the idea of really trying to keep everything pure and organic and doing as much as can be done to try to keep and enhance and further preserve the real quality of the plant, like you said, for taste, for the effect, all that intertwined. So uh, real quickly before we go and wrap things up, please go ahead and, again, you said the website is perfect-blends.com. Uh, tell people about when they go to the website, what they should be looking at and how they can go ahead and get their hands on this cold infused flower. When will they be able to get a chance to go ahead and, and get their hands on this product? Well, we're, we're going to start rolling out in dispensaries over the next few weeks in California. And um, we expect to be throughout the state within the month. And um, yeah, we're really excited about it. And, and the, what you can learn about it is basically we have three initial products that we're releasing. And the names of the products really define the effect you're going to get. Uh, We have a product called Happy Camper. Um, It's the classic giggle weed. It makes everything a little lighter and definitely lifts your mood. Um, We have a product called Pick Me Up, uh, which is great for getting work done, for focusing, and kind of provides a little energy at the same time without making you edgy. And then the last uh, product is called Nightcap, and it's designed to leave you where it finds you. <laughs> it, it really helps you chill at the end of the day. Fantastic. And also, so you said it's cold sliced, terpene rich, fresh from harvest. And uh, I noticed that you very interesting. You have almost like a, well, you have the, is it glass jars that you're holding these in with the uh, wooden caps? Yep, they're glass jars for the ground flour. And then we also have this pre roll called a Perfecto. Mm-hmm. And the Perfecto is really interesting and really great for uh, 
the current pandemic we find ourselves in yes. because it has two crutches on it, one at either end with the cannabis in the middle mm-hmm. and you can cut it in half and use how much you want to use and give the other half to another person. Yeah. Uh, so you're not actually, you know, swap and spit. And, um, huh. and then additionally, you can just cut how much you want to use at that time. You know, sometimes before you go to a movie, you may just want to cut a little piece and smoke it just to have a little bit of a buzz when you go to do something. Um, or you're having a little pain and you don't need a really large dose. Um, so this allows you to basically choose your dose. And that's how we designed the, the Perfecto to be that way. Our name for this joint. <laughs> wow. So uh, for those for future reference, if you're listening to this show a couple of years from now, referring to the coronavirus pandemic, which is going on as we're recording this episode. So Michael Back is again, CPO, co-founder of Perfect and Perfect Blends, perfect-blends.com. Really wealth of knowledge. Thank you for opening our eyes to this. And I'm glad we had you on Plump Business. And we'd love to go and keep in touch with you, possibly have you back again. Thanks very much. I really had a good time. Your questions were great. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thank you, listeners, for listening to another edition of Blunt Business. You heard me earlier. You know where to find the show. Go find it. Download it. Rate and review. Do us a favor, you know, and share the word on this program. We really want people to go and learn about it. Spread the word about Blunt Business. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.